الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن يرد الله أن يهديه يشرح صدره للإسلام صدق الله العظيم وسسفكتد علماء الكرام برادرز الناس نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ون ڈے واکڈ ان ٹو دا مسجد حضرت عبداللہ بن مسعود رضی اللہ عنہ نے ریج دس اینڈ ہی سیز نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کیم ان ٹو دی مسجد اینڈ ہی سیز دیٹ ون آیت آف دا قرآن شریف ہیز بین ریویلڈ اپان می اینڈ آئی ہیو کم ٹو ریسائڈ دس ٹو یو اینڈ دین ہی اسینڈڈ دا ممبر اینڈ دین ریسائڈ دس آیت آف دا قرآن شریف فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ اَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ That whoever Allah Ta'ala wills to guide him Allah Ta'ala wills and wishes to grant somebody hidayat Allah Ta'ala has decided to bless somebody with this noor of hidayat Allah Ta'ala expands his chest Allah Ta'ala expands his chest What does this refer to? So, this is something which is not in its literal sense, but Hidayat is such a vast thing that a person's heart is expanded in terms of the capacity that it can take to be able to encompass this Hidayat. And when the hidayat comes from the side of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, then the heart changes. This is the most important thing. Many a times, we do change certain things in our lives. For example, a person, Allah forbid, wasn't very punctual with his salah. So he has changed that. He has now become punctual with his salah. MashaAllah, excellent. That is a fundamental part of deen. That is the pillar of Islam. Without salah, salah, a person's life without salah is like a head without a body. MashaAllah, he's brought salah in his life. Somebody wasn't discharging his zakat, so now he became conscious of that. He went out in jamaat, in path of Allah Ta'ala, he sat in some dini programs, somewhere something, he read some literature, something affected him, he realized this is a major deficiency, I need to sort this out. So now he started discharging his zakat diligently, mashallah. So he's changed that problem that he wasn't discharging zakat, he's changed that. Somebody has changed the way maybe that he dresses. A person was dressing in a certain way. He was dressing in the way of the Yehud and Nasara. Now some consciousness came. So he decided that this is not the way for me to continue with. He's now dressing in the way that is close to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, mashallah, he's changed his dressing. So, many a times, and these are excellent things, that people do make changes. And all these changes are wonderful. All the changes that are positive, all the changes that bring a person closer to deen, every bit of this is something greatly loved by Allah Ta'ala, and something that is greatly appreciated by Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is ghafoor, and he is shakoor also. Innahu ghafoorun shakoor. 
Allah Ta'ala is most forgiving. One is ghafir. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about at the attribute of Allah Ta'ala being ghafir. Ghafir is dhamb. Ghafir means one who forgives. And then in another place in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says ghaffarun, which is now a more intense form. Allah Ta'ala excessively forgives. And then ghafur. Ghafur is even beyond that. Ghafur, innahu yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Allah Ta'ala is that being who forgives every sin. And Shakur, that being who is very appreciative. One is Ghafur, that he forgives every sin. Person turns to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala forgives every sin. And Shakur means that on a little also he gives a lot. On a small bit a person does, and Allah Ta'ala showers down his Rahmat. Just that, that little that he has done also, must be with that ikhlas, with that sincerity, sometimes that one act becomes accepted and Allah Ta'ala shows down his rahmat. There are so many incidents in the ahadith where a person did something which was apparently a small thing. Small thing in the sense that he didn't have to go and shift a mountain from somewhere to another place. But there was some act which he did from the depth of his heart. It was something only for Allah Ta'ala. The one incident that is in the ahadith, the person came to the well, he was traveling, and he came to a well, he was thirsty, there was no bucket, and there was no way of bringing the water up. So he got down, and he had his water, drank his water and came up. Now how he went down and how he came up, there must have been some way that he managed to make his way down. And when he came up, he found that there's a dog outside. And this dog is licking the wet mud. So he now looks at this and he realizes that this dog is extremely thirsty. And he says to himself that the difficulty that I was in, this dog is in the same difficulty. So he goes back because there was no way of bringing the water out. He goes back into the well and goes down and either in his sock, it might have been a leather sock, so he fills it with water. But now he's climbing a well. So he holds that in his mouth and he comes up that well. And he now brings this sock full of water and he feeds it to the dog. In the Hadith Sharif, in Bukhari Sharif, this riwayat is there. The word that is then used, فَشَكَرَ اللَّهُ لَهُ فَغَفَرَ لَهُ فَشَكَرَ اللَّهُ لَهُ Allah Ta'ala appreciated this act of his. And Allah Ta'ala made this a means of his najat and forgave him. Now that one act got accepted. It is that act that gains that acceptance in the court of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes a person has done many things. One great muhaddis of his time, who used to be Imam Abu Zura Razi or one, some other great muhaddis it was, he was engaged and engrossed in hadith, in learning it, teaching it, researching it. After he passed away, some pious person saw him in a dream. So he asked him, how did everything happen? How did everything go with you? He said, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgave me. So he says, it must have been on account of all this knowledge that you had, and what you had been disseminating, and the ahadith you were learning and teaching. So he says, no, it wasn't on any of this. What then? A person like you, with all these things to your credit, of all these ahadith, hundreds of thousands of ahadith that you had learned, and you had thought, and if that wasn't the reason, then what was the reason? So he says, one day I was busy writing hadith, and in those days there wasn't the pens that we have, it was 
the pen, the reed pen, which had to be dipped in the ink. So a person would dip it in the ink, and then he would write. After a while it would dry off, then he would dip it in the ink again, and then write again. So he says, I dipped that pen in the ink, and now I removed it to start writing. And just as I removed it, at that moment one fly came and sat on that drop of ink. So as soon as that fly sat, he says, I held this pen still, that after all this too is a makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. This too is a creation of Allah Ta'ala, and it appears to be thirsty. How much of ink it's going to drink? So for that short while, I held it still, let it have its, quench its thirst of whatever thirst it had. When it flew off, then I started writing again. Says I was told that that act we liked. And on account of that kindness you showed to this creature of Allah Ta'ala, today we are forgiving you. Now which act becomes accepted by Allah Ta'ala? Therefore, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says, لا تحقرن من المعروف شيئا Don't regard any good deed as trivial. Any opportunity to do the apparently smallest good, the apparently smallest good also, don't regard it as trivial. Allah knows best that particular act at that moment might come with that sincerity. And especially sometimes something small that has the greater probability of being sincere. Because nobody bothers about it. Nobody gives a second look to that person. Nobody thinks about it himself also. And often that is the thing that comes out with the greatest ikhlas. So that becomes accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala. And that weighs heavily in a person's favor. So in any case what we were discussing is that all these changes that a person makes. So this is now Allah Ta'ala is shakur. Allah Ta'ala accepts all these changes a person makes. Allah Ta'ala appreciates it. One person moved a thorny branch from the, from the pathway. The Hadith Sharif, this person was coming past something and he saw this thorny branch. He said, now this is something, now in the day it's light, people will pass it, but at night travelers will pass on this road, they can't see in the darkness and somebody is going to get hurt. And according to some narration, it was a low-lying branch. So as he was riding, he came and he saw this. And he said that this is a thing that can cause harm in the dark. In the night, somebody will be riding. He'll be riding on his camel or on his horse. And if he is not aware, in the light he can pass by by the side. But now he's the road is wide. He might get hurt with this. He might drop him. He might get killed. So he stopped. It's a public road. But he stopped and he went and sawed that branch off or broke it off so that it doesn't give the cleave to anybody. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, فَشَكَرَ اللَّهُ لَهُ فَغَفَرَ لَهُ Allah Ta'ala appreciate now in the midst of some public road out in the desert or rural area somewhere and nobody is there to see what's going on and he stopped that the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, the servants of Allah Ta'ala must not get harmed by this. So as a result, he stopped to take that little time and that little effort and that little trouble to remove that harmful thing from the way. To remove that branch from the way. So that the servants of Allah Ta'ala are not hurt. And that became accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala. So these are all, prior to Zuhar we were discussing akhlaq. It's also part of that akhlaq. And this akhlaq gains that acceptance. This akhlaq is really the cherry on the top. And this really brings that weight. In the Hadith Sharif also Nabi Salaam has stated, there is nothing weightier on the scales of good deeds 
من خلق حسن then good akhlaq good character that is the weightiest more than all the nafil fas more than all the nafil sadaqa that a person can give billions he can give more than every other nafil act that he can perform more than everything else is good akhlaq so allah taala loves all this and allah taala will accept inshallah so these changes are very very good everything is positive but there is something beyond that one is the change in some action but beyond that is the change of the heart sometimes a person mashallah had made, has made some changes in these regards but the heart hasn't changed in the manner that it should and when this nur of hidayat comes in its totality then the heart changes initially a person is making some changes but that is still he hasn't yet received he hasn't turned to allah taala entirely and he hasn't received the total hidayat and when the total hidayat comes then the heart changes and the heart is king now his whole thinking changes the way he looks at things changes how he looks at the dunya changes and how he views the akhirah changes just on this thinking how vast the difference can be in thinking one person pious person was walking somewhere and as he was walking one person came suddenly and some purse or bag or something he had this person came and forcefully snatched it and ran away so he pickpocketed him or well pickpocketing is a very very sophisticated thing this is more like a hijack kind of situation he hijacked that bag and took it away one person in india he was boasting about it that everybody gets pickpocketed here but i can prove it that i am so so secure that nobody can pickpocket me i am too smart for all this they think they are very smart but i am smarter than them so somebody challenged him that okay you go about it and we see so he decided to challenge it how but he walked around with an empty wallet he was also worried that maybe i might get taken so he walked around with an empty wallet any case he walked around the whole bazaar for a while and came back and then he felt no the wallet is still there he told the person you see this wallet is still here so he said no something is wrong you didn't probably walk in the right street so he went back the same round and then he came back he see the wallet is still here and in case he opened the wallet so inside there was a note next time you walk around with the empty wallet what shall will take your life <laughs> so when that wallet went when that note came and when he came back in his pocket too he didn't know so in any case this where we got hijacked <laughs> that bag got stolen ji yeah. ha so in any case this person while he was walking in this bag got stolen now there are some people who have a very special relationship with allah taala and who has that relationship with allah taala will never know many a times a person who seems to be a total nobody but nabi islam says inna min ibadillah man law aqsama ala allah la abarrahu there are some servants of allah taala they enjoy such a special relationship with allah taala they have such a rank with allah taala that if they have to take a qasam that this will happen now they taking a qasam for the future how can a person take a qasam for the future the future is unknown to him and he is taking a qasam in the name of allah taala this will happen like that 
One is to say he's taking a qasab that he will not do this or not do that. So now that is within his, he's saying taking a qasab about something else will happen. That this will happen like this. Now that is something which a person should never do. But Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Islam says, some people have such a relationship with Allah Ta'ala, that if a person took a qasam for the future, that that will happen like this, to keep him true to his word, Allah Ta'ala will make it happen like that. Because he has that rank with Allah Ta'ala. So who has what rank and what position with Allah Ta'ala, sometimes the outer appearance will never show it. A person might be looking like a nobody, but we don't know who's somebody in the court of Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, this person too was apparently somebody of that caliber. He carried on walking, he didn't even turn around because it was futile to chase the person or anything. He carried on going on his way and he went away to his house. In the meantime, this thief, he bolted off. After a while he ran and suddenly he sees that there's no road. Everything is just blocked, he can't seem to leave. So he turned around and ran in another direction and again he comes. Everything is blocked. Now he's a place that he's familiar with. He's been in this place. And he just can't find his way out. And wherever he goes, he's just suddenly blocked. So eventually he came after a long battle and try and nothing seems to be working. Finally he came back into that same bazaar. And he started shouting. He said, what's your problem? People came around him. He says, no, this certain person has now blocked my way. He says, what you are talking about? How can, you are standing here alone, how can somebody block your way? So then he explained, that look, this is what I did. But, it seems like that person has made some baddua for me, cursed me in some way. No matter which direction I go, I'm just blocked, I can't move out. I have to end up back here. And you see, my whole life will come out like this. Somebody said, okay, I know who you're talking about. He'll come back for salah just now, he'll pass here. So in any case, that person after some time, it was salah time. And he's returning again, going to the masjid. So stop him. He say, look, please, you have caused a problem for this person. Whatever it is, take your bag back and now forgive him. So he says, no, this is not my money now. He says, what is your, please take it back. You've caused the, block this person's way. He says, no, it's his now. He says, why? He says, I already forgave him the time he took it. Because immediately, the thought came in my mind, if I don't forgive it, on the day of Tiamat, he will be taken to account for it. And when he is taken to account for it, Nabi Wasallam, till the last Ummati is not finally in Jannat, he will be still in a state of unease. Now this will take so much more time that he will be taken to an account and then he will have to pay for his deeds and I will become the source of this extra unease for Nabi Wasallam. So I couldn't let that happen, I couldn't bear that I become the reason for this. It's a small thing if I give this away, but I do not become the means of this unease for Nabi Islam on the day of Qiyamah. Now this too is a mind. This is also a way of thinking. Now it's not that a person, if somebody has taken his property away, then he is obliged to give it away. But this is just an example of a person's mindset, his thinking. This is an example of a very high level, but just that there's a different way of thinking also. That sometimes our entire thinking is confined purely to material. Everything we think about is in terms of dunya. 
And deen also will then be subservient to dunya. So a person will make some positive changes sometimes. He'll make changes in terms of his amal. He'll make some changes in terms of his akhlaq. He'll make some changes in terms of other things. In terms of his appearance. But very often, we still don't make the fundamental change of our heart. And that is the primary thing to work on. The change of heart. And in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala is saying, فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ Allah Ta'ala has decided to bless somebody with this total hidayat. Then Allah Ta'ala expands his chest for Islam. Expands his chest for Islam. That Islam becomes now his first nature. He thinks in the light of what is the spirit of Islam. One is, many a times, there is a contract. Then the person now says, look, okay, technically you are getting out of this. But this is against the spirit of the contract. Now there is some technicalities. In the fine print now somebody found some loophole. And now in that loophole he managed to get out of that contract. Out of that agreement. So now the other party says to him, look, fine, you found a loophole in this thing. And you are getting out of this. But you know full well that this is against the spirit of the agreement. This is now just one technicality you are finding here. So there is a spirit behind it. So the spirit of Islam. One is now a person is that well, he is just looking for the loopholes so how to try and squirm out of things. There is a spirit of Islam. And when a person has been blessed with this hidayat, his heart wholeheartedly takes to the spirit of Islam. Now he is not just looking for how to get out of the bare basics and feel that he has done his duty. He is trying to please Allah Ta'ala and try to do the very best. So when Allah Ta'ala has decided for somebody this, Allah Ta'ala expands his chest for Islam, Islam becomes his first nature. There is this nur that enters the heart and it changes his whole thinking. It changes his outlook. So Sahaba Ikram also asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that when this nur comes in the heart, is there any sign that it has come? Because this nur is not something we can perceive with our open eyes. You see something beyond our perception. But there has to be some signs of it. If there is some nur, then that nur might not be something we can see as we see the light of the bulb. But there are signs which can never be hidden. <coughs> there are signs. We cannot see the happiness in a person's heart. A person, his heart is essentially happy. The happiness is in the heart. But there are signs which he can't hide. If his heart is happy, one look at his face will tell you he's happy. And the grief is in a person's heart. The heart is in grief. But the signs will give it away. That one look at the person and you'll say something is wrong. So likewise, this nur is not something we can perceive with our eyes. But there are signs. So Sahaba Ikram asked that, is there some sign that a person has received this nur that he himself will perceive about himself? So Nabi Salaam said, yes, there are signs that this hidayat has come and this nur has settled in the heart. The first sign, At-Tajafi Andaril Ghurur. This is the first sign that this hidayat has come. That his heart becomes disinclined from this abode of deception. His heart becomes disinclined from this abode of deception. Does it mean now that he will give up his job, give up his business, 
give up his profession, not have anything to do with earning any thing of the dunya. No, that Nabi Islam has already spelt out Talabu Kasbil Halali Faridatum Badal Farida. That earning a halal living is compulsory in rank after the other faraiz. So that is something fard after the other faraiz. So he won't stop all that. But his heart won't be in that. He will do it in order to fulfill the command of Allah Ta'ala. To earn a halal living. But because he is now doing it with that mindset, his mindset is now not to keep chasing the numbers. His content. And in the process of doing whatever is, the, whatever is necessary, if things increase, Alhamdulillah, he'll make a moderate effort. Hadith Sharif, Nabi Wasallam gives this advice and direction. Ajmilu, ijmal, not tafseel. He won't go into the depths of immersing himself in dunya to try and acquire it. He'll make a moderate effort. And in that moderate effort, whatever Allah Ta'ala blesses him with, without cutting corners in deen, giving the priority to deen, in terms of his salah, in terms of discharging his zakat, in terms of making sure every transaction is correct, in terms of the laws of shariat, then whatever he receives will be filled with barakat. And that will become a source of great peace and happiness and blessings. And it will become a means of happiness in dunya, it will become a means of making akhirat also. So the first thing is that he will become disinclined from the dunya. His hands will be in the dunya, he will earn the dunya, but his heart will be for Allah Ta'ala. So this is the first sign. At-tajafi andar al-ghurur. This disinclination from the abode of deception. Because the dunya, in many places in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala refers to dunya as ghurur, deception. Because this dunya deceives a person. It gives him all the promises. You do this, and you do this, and you acquire this, and you chase after this, and then you target this, and then everything will be set. And as he reaches that target, then the dunya raises the bar. That now, this much more because inflation now. So now that target you set was 10 years ago. And over 10 years, inflation was running at 10% a year. So now this must jump up by 100%. Because 10 years, 10% every year now. So this target now must, at 100% more now. So you must double it up now. When you reach that target, then everything will be right. And before that person reached that target, Malakul Moth has found his target. And now everything is left behind. And all the big, big dreams and everything else is all behind. This is the deception of dunya. So dunya has been referred in many places as a place of deception. And this hadith also Nabi Islam says, this is the first sign of this hidayat. That at-tajafi andar al-ghurur. Now this is a change of heart. MashaAllah, the positive change of actions, excellent. But now this is a change of heart. When a person is disinclined from dunya, this means already that he'll be disinclined from now pursuing haram. Whatever is halal, he'll make an effort to acquire that. But his heart won't be in any way chasing any haram. Whether haram earnings, he won't be inclined towards haram to entertain himself. Because his heart is disinclined from dunya already. His heart is towards akhirat, which is the second sign. He will not be trying to 
appease himself with things that displease Allah Ta'ala. So, At-Tajafi Andar Al-Ghurur. But, renouncing the world, there are some people even without Iman too, who renounce the world. There are these Hindu jogis, they also renounce the world. They totally renounce the world in a way that is not even correct. For your mu'min also. But does that make them anything? Without Iman, all that is waste of time. Therefore, together with that, the second part is, وَالْإِنَابَةُ إِلَىٰ دَارِ الْخُلُودِ that after the hearts are turned away and disinclined from dunya, it doesn't just stay there. It doesn't just get turned and not turned anywhere. But al-inabatu ila daril khulud, the inclination for the everlasting abode of Jannah, that now settles in the heart. So now a person earns dunya also, he earns it for the akhirat. There was one very pious person, Puzrug, who was very, very, was a very big businessman also. So one day somebody passed by and they saw him busy in his business. So he said, this person, he pretends to be a very, very big buzrug, or he portrays himself as such, that he's a very big buzrug. but look at this person, such a big business, and can this person be also a buzrug? So now he decided to test him. People sometimes want to test the Ahlullah also. But this is a very dangerous thing to do. But in any case, he decided to test him. So he came like as if, MashaAllah, he's got a lot of regard for him and so on and speaking this way, that way and then he said, Hazrat, I have this very deep burning desire that I want to perform Hajj with you. It might have been not far off from the days of Hajj. So now this is far away from Makkah Mukarramah and he's saying, I have this burning desire to perform Hajj with you. So the Buzul replied, really? He said, yes. So his scarf or shawl or something was there, he picked it up and put it on his shoulder I said, let's go. And he woke up from where he was sitting and he started walking. So the person said, but just hold on, I still need to make some arrangements, I need to. So he says, wait, what happened to your desire now? You wanted to make hajj with me, so I'm ready now, let's move. So now, this person got caught off guard. He thought, well, this person will say that, look, I got such a big business to take care of first. I need to now sort all this out. Now this person had one faction of it, he still needed to make arrangements. And this person with that vast empire, he was 100% ready for any need of deen. And on the turn he was ready to go and perform hajj. Because his heart wasn't in that. His heart was in akhirat. And whatever it was, Allah had made arrangements for him. But the point is, that on that spot he was ready to move. So, the heart getting disinclined from dunya doesn't mean that a person will not have anything to do with dunya. He'll only do that with dunya which is permissible, number one. He won't cut corners in deen. And his heart won't be in it. His heart will be attached to the everlasting abode of the akhirat. Now, even this dunya, he will be trying to use this dunya to acquire the akhirat. One person came to visit one buzrog, he had this Beforehand he had heard about him, very great person, etc. So he traveled from a very far off place and came. When he came, this person Allah Ta'ala had blessed him. So he was living in some degree of luxury. So, and he had a lot of wealth, etc. So when this person reached, now he traveled from a far off place and came. 
and he reached and from outside he saw Cha, this is how this person this is I expected one little hut here and I expected that maybe this person might be eating dry bread and water or something this can't be a buzruk so he without even meeting him took a U-turn and went away I had travelled from days or months or whatever he had come in that zamana and without even meeting him he took a U-turn and went away now, it was a long journey back home and he had come from so far he was tired so some short distance away from there maybe a few miles away there was one masjid on the way so he stopped at the masjid and he decided to rest so finally he fell asleep now when he's asleep so he in a dream he sees that Nabi Salaam is sitting and this Buzruk he had come to meet is sitting right in front Nabi Salaam is showing this person a lot of affection or something that indicated very clearly that what a misconception he was in any case when he woke up he woke up in a shock and he realized his folly so now he decided to come back so finally he came when he came he came and met the Buzruk now when the first time when he came and when he saw whatever he saw and he took a U-turn at that time one couplet came out of his mouth it was a Persian couplet the words are not in mind now but the the meaning of that couplet was that the friend of Allah Ta'ala is not one who lives in this wealth that was the meaning of the couplet that that person cannot be a friend of Allah Ta'ala who lives in this wealth he cannot be a friend of Allah Ta'ala so in any case he said that couplet and went away now he saw this dream and he woke up he realized his folly so he came back when he came back and he met the Buzrug he says I've come to meet you and I've come to stay in your company and whatever so he said okay first tell me that couplet you said so now he's quiet so he says no till you don't tell me that now how he came to know about the couplet was, which was said Allah Ta'ala inspired him Allah Ta'ala opened it out to him so now he's embarrassed so he says no this is my instruction you say that couplet so now finally he had to repeat that couplet that that person cannot be a friend of Allah Ta'ala who lives in this wealth so he then added this Buzuluk added the second couplet to it he says that person cannot be the friend of Allah Ta'ala who lives in this wealth unless he has the wealth for Allah Ta'ala unless he has that wealth for Allah Ta'ala he's acquired it according to Allah Ta'ala's command he hasn't been hankering after it he wasn't chasing for it it came Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat but then he uses it to acquire the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala he uses it to acquire the akhirat he'll use it for his needs also but his primary motive is how he can build the akhirat with it so this is al-inabatu ila daril khulud that the heart is now inclined to the akhirat so in everything he is now conscious of the akhirat how am I going to build my abode of akhirat and then the third sign Nabi Salaam mentioned wal-isti'idadu lil-mawti qabla nuzulihi wal-isti'idadu lil-mawti qabla nuzulihi and the heart has received this hidayat the sign of it is that this person is forever preparing for death before death comes when is that before? nobody knows when that death will come so every moment is before <coughs> he has this one moment this is before death and this moment is engaged in the preparation of death what is the preparation of death? that he keeps himself in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. he keeps himself away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Because death could come at any moment. And he doesn't want to be caught in a moment of disobedience. 
one person who does some undertaking work, janaza, mayat, etc. Some person phoned one day to say that he saw this person who he knows well, person who was sitting in the masjid in one corner, looking very, very down. So he knows him well, so he went met him, he asked him, is there a problem, can I do something, what's the issue, you're looking very down. So first he didn't want to say anything, but then he said, no, I'm really feeling very down today. See, what was the problem? He says, well, this is what I, I'm involved in this work of janazas, mayat and so on. So today I received a call that a person has passed away, you must come and fetch the janaza and the body. But the place I had to go and pick the body up was right inside the casino at the table. Now, when the person walked in there, he thought, what, what was going in his mind? What was, was going in his heart? That I'm going to now do this and make this money maybe and then I will do that. And all the various ideas he had in his heart and mind, little did he know that that's where his life is going to just now live. That his time is up and if he's going to be in there, his life will live there. So he went there thinking and still planning for Allah knows best how many years ahead. But when he got in there, Malakul Moth was already behind. So a person who is preparing for death all the time, he won't want to be caught out in a moment when he is in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. And therefore he will avoid the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the sign that now this heart has changed. So while all the external changes, mashallah, are excellent, and all this is necessary, and when the heart changes, then everything else will change also. The salah will come in place, the zakat will come in place, the dressing will come in order, haya will come in place, a person's heart and mind will be now focused on doing the effort of deen, and doing whatever will please Allah Ta'ala, everything will change. But primarily the focus is on the heart. Sometimes the external changes happen, but the heart is still not yet changed. This is the thing to also focus on, to make tawbah, istighfar, to keep making dua for this. That Ya Allah change my heart. Change my heart and fill it with the total nur of iman, with complete hidayat. Remove all the lusts and greeds of the world. Remove all the evil and all the bad qualities from my heart. So this is the change of heart. And this Mubarak month of Ramadan, these few moments we have left, together with everything else, this is something to keep begging Allah Ta'ala for, and to make this decision in our life also, that we need to have, bring about this change of heart in our life. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اخفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان 
وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين 